The scripture reading for this day is from Habakkuk, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and chapter 3, verses 17 to 19. The oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not listen? Or cry to you, violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are ever before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law becomes slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, judgment comes forth perverted. Though the fig tree does not blossom, and no fruit is on the vines. Though the produce of the olive fails, and the fields yield no food. Though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there is no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exalt in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and makes me tread upon the heights. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, we conclude our preaching series on the prophets from the Old Testament. We have invited six of the pastors from our church to share with you their favorite prophet, or at least one of their favorite prophets, and to make some connection between the message of that prophet and our world and our lives today. We initially heard from the prophet Jeremiah, who is called to be a spokesperson for God, even as a teenager, teaching us that God can work through us at any age and whatever stage of life. Daniel, was a witness for God even when he was persecuted. Micah spoke out for justice in this world, and he said that God requires of us to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God. Jonah showed us that our deepest identity is that of child of God and that God is persistent in calling us. Amos taught us that faith is not just worship and prayer. But faith is action to build a better world. We didn't hear from Isaiah, but Isaiah spoke a word of comfort and peace and even joy to a people who were in deep despair, a message that's maybe important for us today. I've chosen as one of my favorite prophets the prophet Habakkuk, or Habakkuk. You may never have heard of Habakkuk. He wrote a very short book, only three chapters long, but he asked some important questions. He struggled with some issues that we struggle with today. Habakkuk challenges God by asking questions like, why bad people often prosper and why do good people often suffer? The fancy theological word for this is theodicy. And of course, we all, at one time or another in our lives, ask Similar questions. Questions like, why did the child have to die? Why do many who are unscrupulous become rich? Why did I lose my job? Why 
did my marriage have to end? Why did my best friend get cancer? Why is there COVID in this world? Why is the world unfair, unjust, racist? God, why don't you do something about all this unfairness, we ask? Why don't you ease my suffering or the suffering of someone else? Well, for many chapters, Habakkuk goes back and forth between the prophet and God. A conversation back and forth. It's almost as if Habakkuk is shaking his hands at God and demanding an answer. Life is not fair, Habakkuk says. You should do something about it, God. And God responds. And God responds by saying, It may appear that the wicked prosper. It may appear, Habakkuk, that I am doing nothing. But that's not true. I am doing something. I am going to be with you. I am going to be present with you, Habakkuk, in your good times and in your bad times. But Habakkuk still responds by saying, But God, I don't see your presence. I don't feel you near. I'm angry and you are not fair. What I find interesting about Habakkuk and what he wants to teach us is that despite the fact that the prophet is so nasty to God, God never gives up. God is eternally patient and continues to reach out to Habakkuk to bring him back. Habakkuk, I think, is trying to teach us something about the nature of God and suffering and evil in this world. And it basically comes down to this. Yes, there's a lot of evil in this world. Yes, there's a lot of unfairness and suffering in this world. Yes, the innocent sometimes do suffer. And God does something. God does something about this. Instead of magically just taking all the pain away, God does something more profound. God goes into that pain with us. God joins us in the confusion and the unfairness. And God's love and God's goodness oftentimes can turn that pain inside out. We can be at peace even when we are afflicted, and we know people like that. We can strive for justice even when it seems hopeless, and we know people like that. We can embrace life even when we are patients in hospice, and I tell you, I've met many such people. Again, the miracle and the deep insight of Habakkuk the prophet is that God is present in our pain. God hurts too. And knowing such divine love can turn our pain inside out. It's like the pastor that I knew who died now nearly 40 years ago. Pastor Erickson led a congregation up in Bothell called Light of the Cross. He was a student of the teaching of Habakkuk. Pastor Erickson was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. You know what it is. And he suffered a gradual and a very difficult decline. He went through and asked those questions like, why me? It's not fair. Where are you, God? But like the stages of grief, he slowly came to an acceptance of his decline. And miraculously, he came to a deeper understanding of God and what God does in the face of evil and of death. 
Pastor Erickson, you see, had always preached about God's love and presence, even in difficult circumstances. He knew this with his head, but now he felt it with his heart. He felt God close to him, even as death approached him. As his earthly life gave way, Pastor Erickson stopped asking the questions, why me? Where are you, God? It's not fair. Instead, he looked squarely at the reality and the unfairness of death, and he simply trusted. He couldn't make sense of it. He just had to trust. And in that was the miracle. There was no earthly healing for him. The miracle was that he could trust God in the face of death. At his memorial service, Pastor Erickson had chosen the scripture passages to be read, and he chose to include the last few verses of the book of Habakkuk, the verses that you heard earlier today, the verses which go like this. Though the fig tree does not blossom, and no fruit is on the vine, though the produce of the olive fails, and the fields yield no food, Though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there's no herd in the stalls, yet, yet, I rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer, and he makes me tread upon the mountaintops. And so Pastor Erickson could then say, Though I am dying prematurely, I let go of my angry questions, and I simply trust in God's love. Pastor Erickson had become the prophet Habakkuk. Both, you see, faced the void. Both asked the theodicy questions. They both wanted God, quote, to fix it all. And they both came to realize that they could trust God even when they didn't get their answers the way they wanted. They could trust God even as death approached. They could embrace the holiness of God's goodness even in the absence of any evidence of it, which is a miracle. They could be at peace in the midst of uncertainty and threat and confusion and chaos. I must say I admire Habakkuk and I admire Pastor Erickson. I intellectually understand the miracle that touched both of them, but I must admit to you that I'm not personally at the same point. Like many of you, I'm still in process. I'm still walking that journey of faith. And as you and I continue to walk that journey of faith and life, we've had companions with us these past six weeks. When we are frustrated that God's world does not heed God's word, we have learned from Jeremiah that God can speak through the most unlikely people. We realize that we are all little Jeremiah's. As we walk this journey of life, we know that there are times we feel persecuted like Daniel did, and we can be inspired by his courage and perseverance. On our journey of life, 
we often ignore God's call. And we learn from Jonah that God is persistent, continually calling us to do the right thing. When we are angry at injustice and racism and inequality, we learn from both Micah and Amos that God calls us to work for change. God is our companion at every step of the road of life. And then when we're confronted with the reality of death, we learn from Habakkuk to face the void with hope and faith. We trust God even when our questions don't ever seem to be answered. Finally, we have been looking at the prophets of the Old Testament these past few weeks, but we should remember that prophets continue to speak right up to today. Next week, Pastor Katie will preach on Reformation Sunday and remind us of the prophetic message of Martin Luther. Martin Luther was a prophet too. He started a movement called the Reformation, which we have inherited. As we conclude now this series on the prophets, I am reminded of the words of the prophet Joel. Joel writes, On the day of the Lord, God says this, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Even male and female slaves, in those days I will pour out my spirit. Today, indeed, is the day of the Lord. And God's spirit is poured out on you. You are a prophet, speaking and acting on God's behalf. Amen.